Throughout this season of Advent, we have been wrestling on the role um, that the exile experience played in the life of the prophets. And we've also been reflecting on the, the role of the exile-like experiences of our own lives. And we've been uh, using this working definition of exile from a pastor named Jonathan Brooks, or more affectionately, Pastor Jay, which says that exile is the place that you don't want to be. And we've reflected on this idea of exile a lot, reflecting on the place that we don't want to be, whether that be like a literal place that we don't want to be or like a metaphorical place that we don't want to be. And when we think about the exile-like experiences of our lives, we recognize that these can be wide and vast and diverse. So perhaps for you, like an exile-like experience uh, could pertain to like the death of a loved one. Or perhaps for you, an exile-like experience revolves around like the loss of, of some sort of relationship or job or something significant in your life that gave you meaning and purpose and belonging. Or perhaps for you, an exile-like experience pertains to um, struggling with uh, some sort of mental or physical health in your life and the complications that that adds to your going about your daily life. Or perhaps for you, an exile-like experience is the, the challenges that come with what feels like a never-ending pandemic, with what apparently is like a Greek alphabet with infinite letters that it can be ascribed to any sort of new variant that pops up along the way. Am I right? Or perhaps for you, an exile-like experience can be like coming face-to-face -face with the injustice that you experience in life for things that are well outside of your control, whether that be like your gender or your sexuality or your socioeconomic status, or the color of your skin, or the list of these exile-like experiences can go on and on and on and on and on and affect all different aspects of our lives. Now, there's another word that I think we can use instead of this word exile, and I think that this word actually uh, connects with us in a deeper sort of emotional, tangible sort of way, and that's the word darkness. And I think the word darkness connects with us in a way that exile doesn't because all of us have experienced darkness. We've all woken up in the middle of the night, not sure what time it was, but covered in pitch black darkness. We've all walked into a space that we didn't know and it was pitch black and we felt the weight of that darkness, not knowing which way was up or down or forward or backward or right or left. We've all felt the, the tangible weight of darkness and the sense of like uncertainty and fear that can creep in with it. Now, Advent and darkness have a bit of an interesting relationship. Perhaps like the most uh, well-known symbol of Advent is our Advent wreath. And each year when we uh, begin Advent, we begin our Advent wreath in the darkness, without any of our candles lit. And it seems in some way to be an acknowledgement of the present reality that we find ourselves in, with all of these exile-like experiences, with all of this darkness that seems to want to permeate our lives. And yet week after week, we light one candle upon another candle, upon another candle, upon another candle. Which brings us to our text for this morning in John chapter 1. And in the opening lines of John's gospel, John seems to be describing like this, this cataclysmic, climactic moment that Advent is working to, this, this Christmas celebration. And one of the ways that John describes this cataclysmic, climactic moment of Christmas is by saying that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. See, my friends, this is the good news of Christmas that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could not, cannot, and will not overcome it. 
See, we begin Advent in the dark to acknowledge our experience in this present reality, in the present reality where there are things like exile-like experiences, where there is death, where there is loss, where there is suffering, where there are challenges, where there is injustice. But we do not stay there because each and every week we light one more light upon another light that points not to this present reality, but that points to the ultimate reality that at the center of this creation that we find ourselves in, there is a good God who loves us and that this good God will not let this present reality go on as it is, but that this God does not abandon us, but that this God takes on flesh and dwells among us. And in him was life, and that light, that life was the light of all humankind, and that light shines into the darkness, and that darkness could not, cannot, and will not overcome it. And I think within all of this, the series that we've been in, talking about this, this sparking of prophetic imagination for a new world, I think this is ultimately the, the prophetic imagination that's wanting to be birthed within us. To imagine a world where this is true. To imagine a world where the light can indeed shine in the darkness and the darkness cannot, or could not, will, cannot and will not overcome it. And once we've begun to imagine a world where this is true, to begin to have the audacity, to begin to have the recklessness, to begin to have the trust, or dare I say, to begin to have the faith to live as if it were so. To begin to join in on this invitation of God to be light ourselves, to tap into this light of God that shines into the darkness and the darkness could not, cannot, and will not overcome it. So my friends, wherever you find yourself this morning, I pray that you know this to be true. And if you find yourself like me over the last few weeks, being weighed down by the headlines and the realities of life and not always sure if this is true or not, then may we, your community, be such an immense reflection of this light. Believing as if this is true as a community so that in those moments when you cannot believe, we believe for you and make it such a tangible reality that you have no other choice but to believe that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness could not, cannot, and will not overcome it. Wherever you find yourself this morning, may we, the body of Christ expressed here at First Mennonite, be such a radical expression of this reality of the light shining in the darkness and the darkness not overcoming it, that we are, in the words of Jesus, like a city on a hill that shines for all who find themselves hopeless, being a beacon of hope, for all who find themselves wandering around in darkness, being that great light for them. And my friends, wherever you find yourself this morning, May you experience all of the hope, the peace, the love, and the joy of this Advent season, knowing, experiencing, and trusting that when the light shines in the darkness, the darkness could not, cannot, and will not overcome it. Merry Christmas, my friends.